Well, hey guys. Welcome back. (laughs) Episode 26. Although last week in my episode description, I decided to randomly put episode 26 and just skip 25. Wow. So I fixed it, and now we're at episode 26. And you tried arguing with me. Right? <laughs> no, it's 26. I absolutely argued with Carter on that one, because, you know, me being wrong is very rare. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, welcome to episode 26, Rooted in Logos Podcast. I am Brad. I'm joined, as always, by two of the best people in the continental United States, Austin and Carter. Well, Hello. thanks, man. I Hi, appreciate guys. that. Okay, cool. I, need, I have a question for the viewers. I was eating a hot dog, and you were looking at me weird. <laughs> Okay, so like I just I'll eat a raw hot dog. I will. It's good. I need someone to back me up here. I know none of you will. (laughs) Someone, at least one person listening to this eats hot dogs raw. I know I'm not alone in this. It's not just raw. You like go to the refrigerator, grab a hot dog out of the the container and just eat it. Yeah. You don't even warm it up. No, exactly. It's good. Cold raw hot dog. I mean, to be fair, they are fully cooked. Exactly. And uh, do what else is fully cooked? Bacon. No, you can Whoa. get. You can oh, get. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It's so bad. <laughs> well, cause like, bacon. like, it, yeah, the cooked stuff. Sure, you can go out like the boxes of cooked bacon. Okay, cause like on face value, that sounded so bad. Cause like pork is the one thing. Yeah. you don't. That's eat the. Raw. That's why they, it was in the uh-huh. law that you don't do that. They yeah. don't eat it at all because they couldn't preserve I mean it. That. They couldn't cook it properly. You'll have like worms in your stomach and stuff. Anyway, um, not no, not that doesn't happen with hot dogs. I've been eating them raw my whole life. Not oh. no, no, no. I, that doesn't mean I never eat a cooked hot dog. I do, but if I'm just sitting there and there's a hot dog, I'll eat it. The the best way to eat a hot dog is where it's plumped up and split open and kind of black. Yeah, I like not it like sometimes. fully black, but like got some crispiness to it. And then you chop it up it. and put it in a bowl of mac and cheese, and or like Sheldon Cooper spaghetti and meatballs, a true Italian classic. Is this the... What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about? Hot, hot dog and spaghetti. It's a true Italian classic. That should be the name of this. The proper way to eat <laughs> oh, a hot dog. have mercy. This is a good episode. This is starting okay, off so well. To get back to what I was saying. We missed you Someone guys. back me up on this hot dog s- scenario. <sighs> Dilemma. Something. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. I mean, I guess I see the... Well, I mean, we eat bologna Exactly. Bologna so. are, is hot dog pancakes. That's it. A little less gooey or slimy. A little less slimy. Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus, yeah. <laughs> maybe Bible. maybe this is why we record early because we are only focused on talking about the actual topic, right? And well, and, and we have usually stuff to do afterwards and things because we record on Saturdays. It is Sunday evening, and we're all off tomorrow. That's true. So we're just kind of like, yeah, you know, let's do whatever. I have a quiz and two two worksheets to do, but. It's Sunday. Do it midnight. Do it I've midnight. Got nothing to no, 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 no. Do it eleven fifty nine p.m. I'm That's chalk fine. free. I'm scotch. I'm tape. Yeah, I got four hours. I'll be all right. Oh goodness! <laughs> as long as I can get started on that stuff by nine o'clock, I'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You'll be good. Be good. So, anyway, today we're gonna spend some time talking about encouragement. Last week we talked about being angry and and honestly, like I feel like it was a really good episode. Like it it got a lot of good feedback. And if you haven't listened to to that from last week's episode, episode 25, the real episode the real 25. 25. Go check that out because it we dove into how, how you deal with anger, how you deal with anger towards God, and the proper way to respond to, to situations that, that kind of make you mad and tick yeah. you off. So, great ep- I thought it was a great episode, not to be what like pat ourselves on the back, but like I just I enjoyed the content on well, that. Well, it was, it was needed for us too. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. 
good conversation just being able to I also told uh my uncle's like it was therapeutic yeah like it, it was um good to talk it out it's good good therapy session for everybody i think so definitely so this week we're going to kind of build on that and just talk about encouragement so when we're uh, when we're down when we're depressed when we're angry when when things aren't going right what are some of our go-to scriptures some of our go-to ideas and where do we find comfort through scripture uh, i have a list of verses i think we all just kind of have a list of ideas that we're thinking through and we'll go through that but first we're gonna get to a couple newsy items um the first one we have talked uh, in the past about the church in california grace community church john MacArthur's church out in la and just about the persecution they were facing from the los angeles county board of health and and their <laughs> government officials down there <laughs> threatening jail time and fines and removing revoking the parking permits and, and all this stuff just because they wanted to stay open during covid and a little bit of good news, believe it or not, is L.A. County is going to pay $400,000 to John MacArthur's church as part of a settlement. <laughs> so I'm going to read from the Daily Wire. Uh, this one's written by Leif LeMahieu at the Daily Wire. The L.A. County Board of Supervisors voted Tuesday to pay Grace Community Church, which garnered national attention for defying governmental COVID-19 restrictions as part of a settlement agreement. The county said that it had decided to pay the church based on Supreme Court rulings earlier this year declaring that churches in California could be exempt from enforcement of some of the state's COVID policies. The church will receive $400,000 from the county. I like it how it says, they decided. The oh, they did, did they? Uh, right. Wow. The state of California will also pay the church $400,000. So they get a total of $800,000. So this is a quote from John MacArthur. He says, we know that there is no circumstance that can cause the church to close. The church is not only a building, but it is the bride of Christ and exists to proclaim the truth. So a, a bit of good news that California, albeit begrudgingly, mm-hmm. is showing a little bit of sense, a little bit of sanity yeah. in the midst of this. Well, I, I think they were forced into it. It's not, it's not the state bit. of California. It's the believers. It's, it's the, the believers, people who yeah. truly believe in, in Christ. Yeah. Good, good for you guys. Good for you guys for standing firm. And hopefully this is a wake-up call for all the other churches right. across the world, but especially in the United States, just to wake up, you know? Yeah. Don't close. Don't close. Don't... Uh, well, I actually got a text message from a, from, uh, from a friend of mine today that they, they were going to church out of town, and they were planning on going to the service because they're out of town for a bachelorette party. And that's a weird sentence, going to church during a bachelorette party. That's a Christian <laughs> homeschool bachelorette party, by Amen. the way. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> but anyway... Um, and they were cl- the church itself had a note on the door that said we're closed for the next two weeks, oh. and, and it's just like man. I, even if your pastor gets COVID, or gets there's got to be somebody else that can step in. At least in. one. Don't close the right. church. That was very disappointing yeah. to hear that. Churches stay open. That's the bottom line. Yep. Stand up for your rights. Stand up for your beliefs. Stand up for the truth, and see if you can get your state to give you eight hundred thousand dollars. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. the that, that's away? the only reason to stay yeah, open, okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, the other little tidbit we we want to just kind of briefly mention the the abortion law that took place in Texas mm-hmm. this last week. I honestly wasn't following it very much, and, and the decision kind of came out of the blue to me, at least, because oh, I wasn't yeah. paying a lot of attention. And this idea that people are angry that the government won't let them murder their children is mm-hmm. just mind blowing to me. Um, I've seen obviously a ton of arguments and a ton of like. Well, this is a great point. You know, men don't have to do the whatever. Like, you're killing a child. Mm -hmm. And Texas kind of came through in the clutch and was like, 
As soon as there, as soon as there is a detection of any kind of heart activity, abortion's illegal, and and that's incredible. It's I think it's six yeah. weeks. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, Austin. A lot of times you don't know you're pregnant before six weeks. A lot of women don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's gonna save a lot of lives, and and. Yep. But I do want to encourage you guys to pay attention to this story. A couple reasons. Uh, one, it kind of gets the ball rolling a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit on, on Roe v. Wade, that, that eventually the Supreme Court will have to hear that case again. Yep. Pray that they make the right decision this time, as opposed to the garbage day, the t- decision they made back in the 70s, and every subsequent decision that upheld it yep. was absolute garbage. I don't have faith in our Supreme Court, obviously. Uh, John Roberts is a joke. Different story. <laughs> but just pray that, 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 that something <clears throat> will come of this nationwide, yeah. um, and we can start putting this atrocity behind us and, yeah. and eventually look at it as negatively as we look at slavery. And, and uh, because I think that's, it's on par with that, if not worse. Well, and again, so. it, I, extrapolating, taking that step back, you know, I, Emily and I, we're, we're huge into the, uh, the abortion topic of trying to completely get that out. And I mean, we've been so big on that and we're even so big as to telling people, Hey, look, if you, you're looking at an abortion, we'll take your baby. We will take your baby, no questions asked, nothing. We will take care of this. And trying to remind ourselves to take a step back in looking at it from, okay, that's just, it's a symptom. Okay, there's a, that's a symptom of what is actually going on. And going all the way back to, uh, I believe it's Second Chronicles, when King Solomon is creating and he's starting to build the temple. And God is telling him, he's, it was actually right after the temple was built. God tells Solomon, look, if my people call out my name and they turn back to me, I will heal the land. I will do all these great things for them. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at with our country. We need to, as a nation, especially starting out with the Christians in this nation, praying for the unbelievers, praying for our country that we would turn back to God as a nation, a Christian nation, which we were founded on. And we need to go back to that and Praying, again, <laughs> if it's not yet time, if we still have a little bit of time before the end, then Lord, heal this nation so that, you know, stuff like this would completely be gone. Right. I agree. And and I like what you said. I think Christians should really start having that mindset of, we will take the baby. Yeah. I mean, I will say the argument that they make of like, well, there's so many kids in the foster care system and there's so many kids waiting for adoption. Why add more to it? The, the, the issue are the older kids. In the adopt in the foster care system that that have a hard time getting adopted, and there is a list a mile and a half long of couples waiting for babies. Oh yes, babies, uh, newborns, newborns, newborns. So that argument doesn't hold any water. There is little to no chance that a newborn baby is going to go into the foster system in a situation like that, where it's yep. an unwanted child. Yep, little to no chance because again, there are so many people waiting. So well, those are the people that can't have children exactly, and they want them. So. The next reason, the other reason why I think it's important to kind of keep an eye on the story and, and to pay attention and focus on it a little bit is the businesses that are offering transportation and funding to pe- women in Texas to go to other states to get abortions. Yep. I think of Lyft, I believe, is on that list. Match.com, I believe, is on that list. And, and there, are, there are more. Dive into that because I'm not a fan of boycotts. I don't think they work. Uh, <laughs> That's a whole other conversation, another topic. I'm, I'm pretty much like Matt Walsh on this one. Like, eh, boycotts just typically don't work. Because honestly, every company you patron, you can find something to disagree with and 
and be upset about their belief system or the owner's belief system or whatever. I'm not okay with that. Like, I just don't think our energy is well spent there. However, (laughs) this is egregious, right? This idea of businesses and companies helping women cross the state line to murder their children. Granted, they don't look at it that way. I understand that. They, They come at it from a different definition and a different, like, ideology. But let's call a spade a spade. It's murdering a child. So... That's where one of the places I draw the line. So look up these companies. If you see a company that has put out these statements saying, Texas is handmaid's tale and we're going to help you if you need help, reach out to us and we'll do this, this. Stop giving them your money. They hate you. Yep. Stop giving them their money. They They don't want it. Well, and the way Emily and I, we look at it is we're not boycotting. We have literally a laundry list of companies that we don't support. Uh, for one, uh, let's say take Starbucks. We don't go to Starbucks. Besides the fact we don't, we can't stand their coffee. It's gross. <laughs> but so much of their money goes to like Planned Parenthood stuff like that. Knowing what we know and believing in what we believe, we cannot give our money to them. Knowing that even if less than point zero zero one percent of a one cent goes to Planned Parenthood of our money, we can't do it. And there are so many companies we don't go to anymore. And there are companies we don't buy from in the store anymore. And as soon as we find out that a certain store gives so much of their money to one of these companies, we don't support them. And it's not a matter of boycotting. It's just a matter of, look, I can't. I literally, I can't give you my money to go kill children, to mass genocide babies. I won't do it. And we don't go to a lot of places. It does make it difficult. And, and, yeah, and it does. Uh, there, there are times where my dad and I have had this conversation. I'm like, I just don't have the energy to keep up with all these places that I can't go to because of some of these issues. But... When it, for me, when it's egregious, when it's just blatant out in the open and they're making these statements, they are telling me, I don't want your money as a, as a Christian. I don't want your money. So, okay, I won't give it to you. Okay. And so, um, you know, just keep an eye on that. I'm not, we're not telling you obviously what to do or how to do it or what your conscience, but go with your conscience and, and, you well, know, let's be aware, be aware. My suggestion is these companies that, that, uh, are putting out these, these statements that are just mind blowing. Tell them to kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> go pound sand yeah you know that's the christian way of saying what i really want to say <laughs> my, my flesh wants to say other things because uh, so frustrating but yeah um well and it's biblical yeah. hate evil the bible calls us to hate evil abhor what is evil and that's what we're doing to to physically hate this thing what can you physically do well for one don't give it your money right so yeah think think Outside the box a little bit. Be able to take a step back, look at all these companies. And again, not just companies, just look at people. All right. Well, let's um, transition smoothly into encourage, <laughs> encouraging. It's not smooth if you mention it. It is not smooth right. if I mention it. But uh, get into some verses, get into some uh, ideas and concepts that we kind of cling to when we're, going, when we're going through it. When we're in the midst of the, of the battle and of the struggles and, and the day-to-day nonsense that we deal with. What are some verses that we dive into? So just to kind of get started and, and kind of go through a little bit, we're, we're going to do, it's going to be a different kind of episode, a lot more just kind of reading scripture, a little bit less uh, exegeting that scripture. Basically, that means just going through verse by verse and talking about the author's intent and what it means and, and how we apply it. A little bit less of that and just more, just verses that give us comfort, give us peace. And and well, it's letting letting the word speak for itself. Exactly. Just, yeah, it, for for mine, it, it was just what we've been going through these past several months, and 
what has brought me in encouragement, but also just through the word, letting it wash over you. Just if you're listening, just sit and listen. Just listen, let the word flow over you, let it wash you. And I'd encourage you to pray as you're listening to this and you're hearing these keywords pop out. (laughs) For me, whenever I'm reading something and I'm going through something, I emphasize on certain words. So yeah, just let it wash over you, let it encourage you. And remember that if you are a child of God, if you are a son or a daughter, he loves you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He has told us this throughout the entire Bible. God has stayed true to his word 100% of the time, no matter what. And if he has promised something, you can literally take it to the bank that he will He will do it. He will fulfill it. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. Let's get into it. So I'm going to start with a, one of my favorite passages of, of scripture, and it's one that I have tattooed on my arm. It's I have a few of them, but this is this is one of the first ones I ever got, and it you'll see a theme through a bunch of mine of <laughs> and again it's a topic we talk about way too much, not way too much, but it's talk about I I bring up a lot, and you're probably gonna roll your eyes. It's the end of the book, and it's who wins in the end, and who's ultimately in control, and who ultimately has has this, and um, this reminds me of of that. So it's it's Romans chapter eight verses thirty eight and thirty nine. And it says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And, and you look at that in context, and, and, and that the whole chapter of Romans, very deep theological chapter, it's actually one of my favorites of the whole, of the whole Bible, hmm. as far as its depth. I could, if I were to ever write a dissertation... I would almost guarantee you I'd write it on Romans chapter 8 and just do an entire dissertation on that oh, yeah. chapter alone because it's so rich, it's so meaty. But that that's the conclusion of the chapter. It's the ending of, of that thought. Obviously, in, when Paul wrote it, he didn't write in chapters, but that was the, the closing thought of the previous, really the previous seven chapters. Oh, the, yeah. the entire first part of Romans ends kind of right there, those two verses. And it just sums it up perfectly. That no matter what you're going through, if you're on the highest of mountain peaks, if you're in the lowest of valleys spiritually or or, or emotionally or physically, if you're being attacked spiritually, you're being attacked by demons and and Satan's minions, if 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 you're on death's door, if if you are if you're close to death, it doesn't matter when it comes to God's love because Mm -hmm. it's still there. It's still as strong as it's ever been. And he's he's gonna wrap his arms around you and comfort you. Yeah. And that's Again, one of my favorite passages because mm. of that. Keeps things in perspective. When, when you, I mean, there are times, and there have been times in the, over the last month that I do not feel <laughs> God's love, right? I mean, love is more than just an emotion, but I don't feel it. Yeah. I'm like, this, it's just not there right now, but it is. Yeah. Because nothing separates you from it. Well, and it's even that thought of, okay, say you're living your life, you're going through these things, and you don't have that emotion, you don't have that feeling of the spirit. And it's that thought of, well, I don't feel him, so he's not there. No, 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 no. No matter what, you don't feel him, he is still there. And it is that thought, and you need to keep that in your mind. It, it's that thought I try to keep in my mind, in Emily's mind, of we serve a God that is so infinitely powerful that no matter where you are on this earth, he is in that room with you. He is here with us right now. He is all present. He is all knowing. He is there. He knows your desires. He knows your wants. He knows your needs. And going back to the the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, give us what we need to sustain us this day. And and again, no matter what, 
you're going through this. You are you have this sickness. You're you have this death in your family so close to you. You are being persecuted. You you're in jail for something you didn't do. He is there with you no matter what. And that is that is something so powerful that hits me every time. And we need to remember that. Yeah. Oh, you look at Paul. He wrote most of his most of his books in letter yeah, in, jail. in jail. Most of his letters in jail. Yeah. And granted, I think for him it was stuff he did do, preaching the gospel and and being a, a witness for Christ. Yeah. But yeah, he stayed joyous in those moments, and he stayed. I mean, going through some of the toughest things anyone is going to go through, and yet he still had joy, he still had peace, and he still knew at the end of the day that God's love isn't going to fail. Yeah. And nothing you can do or anyone can do to you will change that. Yeah. And so. I, I'll piggyback off of that. So talking about Paul, I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 11, and then chapter 4, 7 through... Uh, I'll just stop somewhere. <laughs> Whenever I decide <laughs> to stop. Whatever. <laughs> so, so this is Paul. He's He is sending this letter to the Corinthians. It says, for we... <clears throat> He says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril. He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessings granted us through the prayers of many. So this is referencing just just how much Paul and the other disciples have been going through to the to the point where it says, indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. They had so much going on and they felt utterly just hopeless, but it's remembering, remembering who your hope is in. He delivers us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. No matter what, he will deliver you. But, again, that that but of that deliverance may not be what you want. But again, it is what God wants. And so, continuing, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made, also carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. I knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. They went through everything, and to the end, they, they died. They died for the sake of Christ, for his namesake. And they were no matter what, sharing that with people. And again, this this just brings me courage to see what they went through. And 
<laughs> contrasting it to my life, I, my life is nowhere near Paul's. I'm not going through anything compared to what Paul went through. But to see just how far God will let things go, like last week, talking about Job, mm-hmm. how much Job went through, but God took care of him no matter what. And it, it's it's remembering that, keeping that in mind. And it's not fun going mm-hmm. through it, right? I mean, like I said, we're most of us probably, especially in America, aren't going to go through what Paul went through and what the disciples went through. We'll go through it on a smaller scale, might lose jobs, friends... Unless tribulation hits. Unless tribulation yeah, hits. Yeah. But, you know, generally speaking, here in the U.S., we're, we're, we'll are we we'll lose some respect. We'll get criticized, mocked. But we're not getting beaten, thrown in prison, crucified. Having uh, our family members stoned, murdered. You know, the Taliban going through your phone and, and making sure you don't have anything that's Christian in your phone. Which, by the way, is one of the things they're doing, going door to door and saying, give me your phone. If you have a Bible app, they're going to kill you. Yep. Like, it's, it's unreal. We're not most likely in the U.S. going to face that. So I don't want to say that our stuff is any is as bad or worse than what they're going through, but we also don't want to minimize it. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't want to minimize God, what we're going through. God cares about our struggles, our, our, our concerns. Now, he may at sometimes do what he did to Job and kind of put you in your place when you're complaining or when you're upset about whatever's going on, but ultimately, God cares about what you care about. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you care about it, because God put that in you, right? I, I think. Your passions, your, yeah. not your, your not, desires, not your fleshly things, things you care about, but the good things you care about, the things you're passionate about, I believe God gave that to you to, to use for his glory. And so he's going to care about what you care about. And, and I don't know where I was going with any of this, but <laughs> if they can go through that and still come out on the other end and say, God, yeah, God is faithful. God loves me. God loves you. This is worth dying for. We need to take hope in that and find peace in that and comfort in that. Um, something that, like, Pastor Pete said, I don't remember, it was like three or four weeks ago or something, about, like, when we go through stuff, it's, like, really growing. And, like, he's, like, picture a field, and if there's no, like, rain or thunderstorms or anything, it's just, like, all dried up, and there's nothing, like, valuable there. But when, like, rain or, like, bad storms. things happen, like, the storms, yeah. the, there's grass, there's flowers, there's trees, there's, like, actual life there. And then stuff, like, stuff grows, like, plants grow because of rain. Yeah. And so, like, we grow in bad times. And, like, yeah. we know, like, if we made a mistake or something, something like that, we know not to make those again because mm-hmm. of what it brought or how not to live anymore, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that comes straight from James 1. You know, the, the trials mm-hmm. produce perseverance and perseverance produces faith and so on and so forth. Like this whole chain reaction of All what happens hope. when we're going through these trials and tribulations. Yeah. So that's exactly right. Like it's, um, yeah. Uh, I always refer, you know, <clears throat> bodybuilding when you're when you're building muscle. In order mm-hmm. to build that muscle, you, you have to tear the old muscle down to stretch it to make more muscle. <laughs> right. And, it, and exactly that. You, you have to go through the storms of life to create that growth. And and it's a constant prayer of mine that, you know, the, the storms are going to come anyway, I, no matter what. And mm-hmm. my prayer is just, okay, with those storms, just allow me to grow to the fullest. Let me, the, the grass grow as tall as possible. Let the, the muscle grow as much as it possibly can with that trial, with that storm. So that basically don't let a good trial go to waste. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely hard to see that when you're in it. Cause like, in February, when I was having a really bad month, I wasn't like, "Yes, I'm gonna grow." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like really sad and like I was in a hard place. I wasn't thinking, and that's what makes it worse because like it blocks you from the promises you know that are true. 
which we were talking about earlier. But now looking back on it, I'm glad that I went through it because like I know now to lean on God for happiness or like joy Mm -hmm. and not lean on hollow happiness or like things of this world that just like disappears after a while. Well, and, and and this may be another topic and a different tangent that we may not want to chase, but relying on other people. I was about, yeah. Relying on you, yeah. stuff, material things. Stuff is, is temporary. It, it'll break. It'll go away. It'll get taken from it, whatever. But people, yes, it is good to have, we talked about this last week, to have people to talk to, have yes. people to lean on, have people to build you up and, and, and sometimes humble you and sometimes say, hey, <laughs> you're probably not in the wrong, in the right here. You're probably in the yeah. wrong in this scenario. But, Carter, I'm going to let you down at some point. Probably have. Austin, I'm going to let you down at some point. I probably have. It's going to happen. And so the only thing you can do and the only thing you can rely on with 100% certainty is God. Easier said than done. I get it. Way easier said than done. And that, like you said, that knowledge, you forget that when you're in the moment. That's one of the tactics the enemy uses is to help you or is to make you forget or distract you to the point where you aren't thinking about the actual truth that you know. Yeah. I, I said it last week, you know. I was asked the question, did, did you want to walk away from your faith? It's like, well, I didn't really want to because the knowledge was still there, but I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Like, I promise you I wasn't feeling it. Like, I knew I knew what was right. I knew what I believe. And, and, and if you pushed me, I still believed it or still do believe it. Not even if yeah. you pushed me now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. In those moments, if you pushed me, I was still a believer. But man, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Well. And that's what, that's what happened. That distraction of like, I might forget the truth here for a little bit. Right. So. And again, yeah, it's that I know it. I know it. And that's where it is so important to have that that community of fellow believers around you. Because again, it, you're up against a brick wall, but your face is on the brick wall. And you're like, I know, I know it's a brick wall. I know it's a brick wall. And you're telling yourself this, but your friends are able to say, hey, look, that brick wall isn't actually that high or that brick wall is really high. What can I do to help? And they... to. To be able to have that knowledge around with your your close friends, your Christian friends, so that they have that same knowledge and they can actually help you with that, and that is so important. But even that that side of not really forgetting the knowledge you have it, but you are so perplexed, you are you are just consumed with whatever's going on. You, you don't know how to use that knowledge, and I, I, that hits Emily and I sometimes, depending on what, what it is. It's like, we know what the Bible says. We know what God has told us, but we are so utterly exhausted. We're so defeated in our own minds that we need the, the, our, our family, our church family to come behind us and say, hey, either A, wake up, or B, hey, let us help. Yeah, you look at Moses on the mountain where Aaron and... Was it his wife? Somebody else <laughs> holding up his arms. Oh, yeah. At, when, when, Aaron, when, when Moses' arms were up, they were winning the war yeah. and winning the battle when his arms would, would start to fall because he'd get tired. Well, that, and he was like, a, what, 100 years old? <laughs> <laughs> they would start losing the yeah. war. And so Aaron and, and another person, I, I'm, I could look it up, but for time's sake. I think sake, it's his wife. It might be his wife. I think so. They help hold his arms up. And that's what we need to do as believers with, with other believers is we need to hold each other's arms up and say, look, I got you. Like, what you're going through is rough. I'm with you. Let let me point you to God. Let me point you to the the true. Point you to the one who's not going to fail you. The one who's not going to let you down. The one who's always there. The one whose love you can't run away from. I'm gonna point you to Him, and I'm gonna hold your arms up in the process and and keep you going. Yeah, and like whenever Austin, you were saying like how we're against the brick wall and we like someone else can see how big or small it is. Something that like I definitely have failed at at times is like I'll be like, oh, it's just a small wall. He's got it, and then like it 
like not even care because like they can't see that it's that small they to the like when you're up close to it it seems big mm-hmm. and like we just push it aside and then that almost like at times can make the wall for them bigger because they it just seems like your friends or people you thought were your like really close to you just don't even care to help you because like they're like oh it's small or like i don't know how to word this but like they are like taking meaning away from it because there's yeah. like, Ma- making it lesser than what it is yeah, for you exactly and that's it because yeah you're you're literally your face is on the wall so all you see is that half a brick that your eyes are on and you're beating your head against the wall <clears throat> and and if you just looked up you could just step over it yeah yeah or having the people to help you over the wall yeah. and a lot of times it's those people being able to come in and it's being sympathetic being empathetic saying hey look i don't know exactly what's going on but i'm here to help either we can try to tear this wall down or more than likely it's okay we need to go to scripture we need to pray let's pray about this well, i did this today and this again is we, we've gone a little off topic which i'm good with because <laughs> this is a good conversation to have but when you're going through it and someone comes to you and says hey brother you all right you good be honest with them be honest i wasn't <laughs> and haven't been at times and and sometimes still are. i did it today you good yeah i'm fine yeah wasn't i me personally wasn't feeling it today wasn't having a great day um in my head, just thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just wasn't in it. Kind of was like, I just want to sleep all day and mm. really fighting it. And was asked, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I think it's fine. To be honest. Yeah. You don't have to sp- spill everything out. At one, you know what I mean? But like, eh, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling today. Yeah. It's okay. So just food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because it- I failed at that today. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe like three hours ago, you honestly. Re- you reach out. He- you reached out to us. Yeah. You sent us no, a I message. Did. Yeah. But, and so it's good, but but it took me after saying, "Yeah, I'm fine," like three times. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Yeah. So anyway, but that just you know, but all this conversation brought me to a, a passage that I didn't have come to mind. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can go. Oh, I had mine pulled up, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this this conversation, this portion of it, kind of brought up to mind Psalm 121, and it says, "I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where does my help come?" My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And it's just Mm -hmm. that encouragement of, man, God's got you. Mm -hmm. It may not feel like it. And it's going to be painful at times, but ultimately he's there and his, his will and his purposes are going to be fulfilled in the end. Yeah. As soon as you started reading that, I started thinking of the Casting Ground song. I don't remember what it's called, but it sings that. Yeah. So. Oh, I've had like four songs go through my head since we've been doing this. <laughs> that, that's one of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. So, Carter, what's, uh, what's one of the ones that, one of your go-to verses? Well, they're both, or not bo- they're both, but like I have two and they're like really close to each other in Romans 15. So, I'll start with. Go for it. Uh, starting at verse 1, we who are strong have an ab- obligation to bear with the mm. failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. And I I was like mainly trying to focus on that uh, yeah. the verse 4 right there. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
kind of just like we can go through this Bible. We can it is instructing us how to live as Christians, and like kind of just destroy just in this one half of the verse destroys the point where people are like, no, I'm I don't need to read the Bible to be a Christian. I mean, I guess you don't, but like it is a lot of help to do that. <laughs> Well, it's part of obedience too. Yeah, and I know that like in seasons I've or like weeks or months that I've gone without reading it, I notice that like I'm rough around the edges. I, once I get back into reading it, it, I'm just in a better mind space. And then the second half was that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Which we were, I think we were, we might have said this before we started recording or something, but like actually, I think Brad said it, like how you were saying that like we know the end of the book. I mean, this is pretty much what that's saying too. Like, we can be encouraged by the Bible. So, yeah. Well, and and that's what the Bible is for. It's basic instructions before leaving Earth. A little cheesy, but that's what you know. So the Bible is. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I've never heard that. You haven't heard that. No. It's just like beating a good dead horse. It's no. <laughs> there was a. There was a. I want you. I'm going to give you all some homework real quick. Go find the old song. I think it's called. No, oh, I'm going to have to find it. Anyway, I'll give you that homework in a minute. But what I was trying to, what I was thinking of is, is there's so much benefit to reading scripture. There's so much benefit. It, it'll, it'll teach you something. It will encourage you. It will strengthen you. It will convict you. It will do all these things because this book is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it will never like go outdated. Never go outdated. It'll never return void. Every jot and tittle is, is there for a reason. And when we lose sight of that, especially, and, and I, I'm sure all of us can relate to this. When we're going through trials and we're going through things that aren't fair or don't seem fair, we forget to read scripture or we don't want to read scripture. But that's ultimately one of the main ways that we're going to be encouraged and, and, and lifted up and lifted out of this is getting into the word because like this verse says, we might have hope. Yeah. Well, so that's Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. Teaching, rebuking, reproof, everything. And then Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, it's talking about the washing, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, the logos, the word of God, Jesus. And then again in Romans 8, talking about washing your mind with scripture. You have to do that. Again, it's it's both ways. It's it's reading through scripture, but then prayer. And Emily and I, we talk about this a lot. Your prayer, is it just supplications? Are you just praying for, hey, Lord God, I pray for this, I pray for that, I pray for this person that, you know, they, they get better and they heal? Or are you truly interceding on behalf of someone who's sick? Are you truly going to God the Father through Christ on your face praying for this person? Or are you are you just supplications the whole time? Mm. Are you thanking God for all these things that he's given you? And not just, hey, God, thanks for this this car, or thanks for this house. It's, Lord God, I am, I am so truly blessed and truly able to take that step back and look at how much he's blessed you. But then after you've done that, going into the word and reading, reading God's word that he has written down for these things as Philippian, or as Timothy has said, in Timothy that Paul wrote. Yeah, whatever. So it's very important to keep that in mind. The second <laughs> verse that I had, which is pretty much my favorite verse, is Romans fifteen thirteen. 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Mm. And like as soon as you said we're gonna share verses that we like our go to verses, this is the first one that popped in my head. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. It's like we just believe and like obey and we will have we can be filled with joy and peace. And like in many moments those feel very like unattainable, but God is willing to give those to us. And I wanna point out too what it doesn't say abounding in. It doesn't say abounding in riches and in wealth mm. and in earthly possessions. And happiness. And happiness. Hope. And peaceful, turbu- or, or turbulent, free lives. It's yeah. not what it says. It says hope. That when things are going well, we have hope. When things are going bad, we have hope. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Well, and, and again, okay, let's look back at what the word hope means. It's not like the word hope that we use today. Oh, man, I hope I get a new car. Or, hey, I hope I get to start my business. No, no. When scripture talks about hope, it is an assurance. Our hope in Jesus Christ is an assured thing. It's perfect. It is there. There, There's no, I hope I get to heaven. It's if you know Christ and he is your Lord and Savior, you will get there because we have our hope in Jesus. And uh, something I tell a lot of people, I I, I might get on under some people's skin. It's fine. But uh, I, I tell people, I don't have faith. In you, I don't. I don't have faith in Carter. I don't have faith in Brad. I don't have faith in my wife. I don't have faith in my kids. Why? Because my faith is in Christ alone, one hundred percent. Now, I, I, I do have that hope for people. I have hope for our country. I have hope for our nation. That again, Chronicles that they will turn to God. I have hope for that, but I don't have faith that it will happen. Again, my faith is in God. So that's that's a that's another way of looking at it too. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to jump in with a couple more passages before we wrap up. Oh, real quick, that homework I alluded to earlier. Um, I want you to, everybody listening, do this, and I will know if you didn't. I mean, okay, I won't, but like, just pretend I'll know if you didn't. God will know if you didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, there is a really cheesy song from 1998 called Basic Instructions by Burlap to Cashmere. Go listen to it. It's glorious in its cheesiness. Perlap to cashmere. Okay, just, it's fine. Like, hey. <laughs> um, just go listen to it. I don't know. Basic instruction before leaving Earth, it just made me think of that particular uh, song. So, cool, 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 cool. In fact, I think, I don't know the name of the albums, anybody out there. Anyway, just go listen to that song. It, it's cheesy 90s goodness. So, uh, anyway, that's where that is. But let, let's dive into a couple more passages real quick. And, um, just some things. I have like six more to... to I'm just going to read through them real fast, if that's okay. Um, and we can discuss points if we want to, but I'm just going to read through them. Revelation 21, verse 4. I've read it multiple times on this particular podcast. Uh, I will probably read it multiple more times because I just adore this verse. <laughs> I'm going to start actually uh, in verse 1 and read 1 through 4. Maybe 5. Who knows? We'll just see how this goes. It says, Then I saw a new heaven... And a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall, be, neither shall there be mourning nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. 
just keep going. <laughs> and he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have his have this heritage, and I will be his God and he will be my son. For as But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So a little bit of encouragement. And a warning. A, a lot of encouragement, but also a pretty strong warning. Yeah. But we're talking about encouragement today. Yeah. So that first part of like, look, it's going to end. This this is going to end. This too shall pass. A cheesy mm-hmm. phrase people use when they're going through something. But it's true. But it's it's true. going to end. He is going to wipe away every tear. And he is, he is going to make all things new. We're going to be in the presence of God. Like, all the time. Yeah. Like, I... That I, my mind can't even fathom that to to be in just to be consumed, literally consumed like a fire in the presence of God the Father. I just going through Scripture, you know, looking at the Old Testament where the the burning bush, you know, God he was in the presence of of God. He couldn't even look at God. Joshua, when Jesus, Jesus himself, a man came before Joshua and, he, and Joshua said, who are you? Are you friend or foe? And <laughs> it doesn't say Jesus, but it's him. It's Jesus. And he says, I am the leader of the armies of heaven. And Joshua's like, oh, oh, oh man. And uh, toward, towards the end of that chapter, Jesus looks at him and says, oh, by the way, take your feet off. Or <laughs> not that one. Sorry. My bad. Take your sandals off. Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, <laughs> take your sandals off. If you're God tells you to ground. chop your feet off, we need to do it. <laughs> no, but I'm chop just, them off. Just take them off. Take, <laughs> just take them off. Just unscrew them. I mean, if God tells me to do it, then I'm sure there's a way. There's a way. Fine. <laughs> yeah, just just that thought of being in the presence of God, and and that's that's what we have to look forward to. That's the hope, right? That's the encouragement. We could stop it right there. That's the encouragement. Mm-hmm. Is that look, things suck on this earth. Like they are terrible. Whether you're facing it or whether somebody knows facing it, whatever the case may be, whether it's on the other side of the world, things are awful. But we have this hope that in the end, we will be in God's presence, like you said. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are believers, those of us who are in Christ. If you are not in Christ, man. Get on the train. Jump on it, dude. Nothing to do with Jehovah's Witness sleep train. That's completely different. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's how... We can go through what we've been going through as, as a church and as individuals and still sit here and do this every week. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for you guys, if it wasn't for people like my gran- my grandma, my dad, and people in my life that have been spiritually strong and, and kept me kind of focused on that as a kid and growing up, yeah, it probably would have shaken me to my core and, and caused me to just be like, I'm not doing this anymore. I, it's not worth it. But because of the foundation that I have, because of, of the knowledge that I have of scripture and, and what's coming and, and that verse in Revelation that I just read, yeah, it's not fun and I'm a little angry, but I know I know the outcome and I know I know what's waiting for me. Yeah. And and that's that's encouraging. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I'm gonna just read through like three or four more real quick. And then I'm going to turn it over to Austin to read a few more. And then we're just going to kind of wrap it up with just, again, that encouraging scripture, bathing in scripture, just washing our minds. So I, I kind of want this, and if you're okay with this, just to be, let's just read for let's a read. minute. Let's do it. And uh, well, and, and, and encourage you guys, again, as we're reading, and, and again, that's what we're doing. We're not going to explain anything. Just just listen. Yeah. Listen and, and pray. Pray that God would open your heart and your mind to this and just, just take it as it is. Yeah. So, John 16, 33, 
read this last week, says, I have, and this is Jesus speaking, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Psalm 46. This is a, a passage that we went through. I'm not even following my own rule here. But this is a passage we went through when we're talking about taking things out of context. But let's read this in context here. John, uh, Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Next one is going to be 1 Peter 5. Verses 6 through 11. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a, li- like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of All grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. I know he said no explaining, but this is Psalm 56. It's probably one of my favorite psalms, and I'm going to get 56.3 tattooed because I like it a lot. But um, Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps, as they have waited for my life. For their crime will they escape. In wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. And, and my last one is first, actually First Corinthians this time, but First Corinthians 15, verse 50 through 58. And it says, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass a saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? Mm. O death, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.
Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Your labor is not in vain. The work you're doing, the, the, the things you're going through, the trials and tribulations are not for nothing. It's a double negative, I know, but <laughs> there is a purpose. There is a reason things are happening. It sounds cliche, but it is, I mean, it's right there in that passage you just read. Yeah. It's not in vain. Take heart. Be encouraged. It, yeah, so we'll, we'll finish with this one. It's Philippians chapter one. Uh, <laughs> again, this, this is Paul uh, writing to the Philippians. Um, this, this has definitely been a almost daily read for me for past several months. So I'll share it with you guys. <clears throat> Starting in verse three. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you always, and every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and in the joy of the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. So, 
to end, for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. That's a promise. That is a promise that if, if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will suffer for his sake. You will suffer for his name. But the reward that we will get is immeasurable. And take courage. Take courage. Take courage. Take heart. Take heart. For I have overcome the world. Amen. Yeah. So our prayer this week is that you take these passages that we have shared and, and you pray through them. You add to the list because the list is not exhaustive that we've mm. come with come out with today. I've I've thought of multiple more so many. <laughs> um that encourage us when we're struggling, encourage us when you know, you see these lists online of like when you're feeling this way, read this verse. And when you're feeling this way, read that verse. And I think there's some value to that. And and that there are verses, there's passages for any and all emotions that you're feeling. And anytime you need encouragement, the number one place to get it is not your spouse, it's not your boyfriend or girlfriend, it's not your best friend, it's not your accountability partner, it's not your pastor. The best place to get encouragement, the the one place that's never going to let you down is scripture. The word of God. The word of God, the Logos. So keep that in mind this week. Yeah. And I do have homework this time, and it's to read Romans 15, and then also the whole Bible. <laughs> read the entire Bible this week. That That is just but, all of it. I mean, what I meant by that was read Romans 15, but don't just not read it for the rest of the week. Read right. it yes. and also read Romans 15. And then when you're done, read it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it, and if we keep that mindset of l- looking at John, uh, John 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. Is Jesus. This is not an out-of-date book. This this is the Word of God. This is Jesus. This is God speaking Jesus to us. And we get to hear Jesus. We get to hear God the Father whenever we read the Bible. Why would you not be in it every day? Why would you not be in it multiple times a day? Right. So... Yeah. So think through the verses we shared, meditate on them, come up with your own list, mm-hmm. share them with us, jump yes. on our social media. Uh, of course, we put a we put a, a post out every every week when we post with the link to the newest newest episode. We'll maybe put out a post even asking you to share verses with us that you found encouraging throughout the week because we want it. We want to read them too. I mean, this is not a one way street. We want you all to encourage us as much as we want to encourage you. So and we need it, and we need it. So. Do that for us. Get Share with us some of your favorite ber- verses that, that talk about encouragement and bring you comfort and peace when things are going going wrong. And I know we haven't updated the website in a while, but you still can contact us through that. So like, <laughs> you can share verses with us through that or yeah. the email or Facebook or Instagram, either one. Yeah. yeah. So we are on all platforms and except for Twitter, and uh, but we're on all, pla- all, all the other <laughs> platforms. And we'll, we'll get there. We're slowly going to start building things back up and, and getting back to that level and, and hopefully beyond that level that we were at uh, before we took our break. So we're going to make a rooted in Logos TikTok. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, he Flat said, out no. He said every platform. <laughs> no. I forgot about TikTok. Dang it. All right. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and, and the internet. So just find go. us on those three places and we'll, <laughs> we'll interact with you guys. Shoot us an email. Give us a message. Like, subscribe. Give us five stars. All the all the good stuff. And if you want to send us snail mail, so, we'll, we'll give you an address. Just ask. Yeah, well, not my home address. PO box. Okay, there we go. We'll get a PO we'll box. Get a PO box. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, guys, thank you all for listening. Be encouraged this week. Take heart, mm-hmm. and that's probably what I'm going to call this episode. Is, is take, take heart. heart because that's something that we need yeah. to do daily, and and especially when things are not going our way, 
we need to keep keep in mind. So um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And in the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogospod.